Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Erica, a school counselor in Western Kentucky, about her experience bringing her foster failed Charlie to work with her as a certified therapy dog. We'll discuss when Erica realized that Charlie was her heart dog, how her principal encouraged her to incorporate a therapy dog at their school, and why you might want to consider a rescue in your search for a therapy dog. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Erica and Charlie. Hi, Erica. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? We're doing good. Not bad for a Monday. Is that Charlie's nose peeking out there? Yes. He (laughs) does not like when I talk to people and it's not him. So he will probably bug me the whole time. (laughs) I hope he does. Yes. Well, I actually don't know that much about you. So I'm looking forward to learning more about your story. Tell us a little bit about you. Where are you all located? Tell us about Charlie. We live in Western Kentucky in a pretty small area. And our story, I guess, um, I used to foster dogs quite often, and Charlie was my third foster, and I was fostering for an organization called Lucky Lab Rescue at the time, and I was driving to Evansville, Indiana to take my second foster to his family that adopted him. It was a Saturday, and I got a text asking me if I would go pick up another dog the next day from the shelter because they were at capacity and they were going to have to euthanize, and I really didn't want to. I was tired. I kind of wanted a break, but he was good with dogs. I have a cat, so that was important too. So I agreed to it, went and picked him up on a Sunday. I feel like I still remember every moment of going in the shelter. Of course, they were closed. It was a Sunday, but he was in the very last kennel on the right. It was a really sweet old man who helped me get him. He's really big. So when I first got him, I was like, oh my gosh, he's big. But helped me get him in the car. And immediately, it was like he just knew he was home. And I was the one who didn't realize that. He ended up having pretty much every intestinal worm. He had whipworms, tapeworms. I don't even know. But the worst one, heartworms. So... He ended up having to go through heartworm treatment. I ended up fostering him for about five months. And during the five months, I just kept falling in love with him more and more. And I was fighting it. And then finally, you know, it was time for me to post him for adoption and I couldn't do it. So I ended up holding on to him and he has just been absolutely perfect. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Rescued him. I love it. Sunny is a rescue as well, though not from a shelter to a rescue, but yeah. rescues and shelter dogs always have a little special place in my heart. Yeah. So. Well, technically he was with a rescue, but you know, he just never left. <laughs> yeah. And I think I saw you post something today, or maybe it just showed up in my feed today. I think it was you about like, when was the moment you realized that your dog was your heart dog? That was you, right? Yes, it was me. Yeah. What mm-hmm. was that moment for you? Probably when I realized that I needed to adopt him. I always described him as very much a man's dog. Wishing Well Barbecue, that is a friend of mine that I work with. He is on here and I feel like his name's Dustin. He will probably back me up and say, and I could be wrong, but Charlie would never get on the furniture. He would never get on the bed. I just felt like he was made for a man who didn't want snuggles, didn't want to cuddle, you know, and 
I just wanted an affectionate dog who would want to snuggle with me all the time. And I have another dog and she is not that way at all. She's very independent, wants to be alone all the time. And I actually went on vacation. I was gone for five or six days with some friends and my mom kept him and my other dog. And when we got back, I kid you not, he slept in the bed with me for the first time when we got back. And it was almost like the time away just made both of us realize this is the perfect match. And from then on, he's perfect. He's the most affectionate dog. He sleeps with me every night now. He's glued to my side. So uh, I don't know. Can't even can't even put into words. He's just the best. So yeah, he just had to learn it was safe to love you. Yes. Yes. What about you? How did you know that Sunny was your heart dog? You know, she's actually my first dog that is mine. With many dogs, my brothers growing up had dogs. I always had cats, but I just really wanted a dog for quite some time when I felt like I was finally at a place in my life where it would be fair to the dog for me to have a dog. I adopted her and I don't know, she's just my whole heart. I just love her. (laughs) I don't know like at what moment it was, but I do have a really cute photo just from when I went to go meet her where I held her and she just melted into me and literally smiled. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. My friend took the photo of her smile and it's so precious. And when I went to put her down in her pen with her sister so that I could sign the paperwork, she just cried for me to pick her back up. Oh, uh, she picked you. She definitely did. So I love her. Yeah. How did you learn about therapy dogs? So it's actually a really funny story. I'm a school counselor at an elementary school and there's a fair amount of stray dogs that are on our school grounds every once in a while. And my principal and my assistant principal and I one day were standing in the office and there was a stray dog outside the window. And we were having a conversation on whether dogs have hair or fur. My vote was for fur, by the way. (laughs) And my principal just looked at me and he was like, I want you to get me a therapy dog. And I was like, I know just the dog, like say no more. I will get it all figured out. We'll do it. And I went back in my office that day and I thought, I'm not going to get my hopes up because I feel like he's just, you know, talking and I don't want to waste my time trying to learn about this unless he's for real. So he came into my office again that afternoon and he was like, I'm serious. I want you to get this figured out. And I was like, okay, if you're serious, I'll figure it out. So I probably spent an entire day at work researching different programs, how insurance would work created this fancy presentation to present to our superintendent. And only after I did the research did I think to get on Facebook and realize there's already a group called School Therapy Dogs that had all the research already done. Would have saved me a lot of time. You might have learned as much if you didn't go learn it on your own. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It made me feel good to know. I was like, okay, so I got it right. But if anybody's interested, you should check it out on Facebook. It's just called School Therapy Dogs. And there's all kinds of files and links and people are great about advice. So anyways, I put a presentation together and he and I presented to my superintendent. And the only thing he asked us about, he really was not concerned with allergies. He asked about fire alarm because I, as a counselor, I have a a duty, I guess, in those situations, I have to check doors, have to make sure all the kids are out of the building. And with that noise being, you know, for a lot of dogs might be a little bit of a trigger. He wanted to know what the plan was as well as, you know, if it was a real emergency, is he going to be my priority? It's going to be my priority. So, oh, he's starting to lay down now. This is perfect. My PJ, but (laughs) he's just perfect. 
Anyways, I went home that day and set off my smoke detector in my house. And he looked at me and I could tell he didn't really like it, but he was not reactive at all. He was fine with it. And I just kind of determined that I would keep a hands-free leash at school in case that were ever to happen. So we actually had a fire drill last week and I kept him in the building just to see what he would do. And he was totally fine. It was strange enough that my home fire alarm smoke detector, whatever, is actually louder and more high-pitched than the ones at school. So from there, we were going through the Alliance of Therapy Dogs, and I started right before COVID hit. So week one actually got canceled because we had really, really bad weather. There were tornadoes coming through, and then week two, they canceled for COVID. Mm. Well, this is March of 2020. I wanted to have everything ready before the next school year. It all gets put on pause. I think it ended up being a blessing. Not having the kids in the building kind of allowed me the chance to get him into school and to practice in the school setting and, you know, practice with teacher kids who didn't care. But we did our canine good citizen. We finished in the summer, I guess, of 2020. And then my therapy dog test, it just kept getting dragged out longer and longer. And then the holidays came and then people were getting sick. So we didn't even finish that probably until February of this year. But once that, it was just a matter of paperwork. And yeah, we started in April coming to school and he comes with me about once a week and the kids love it. On a normal day when it's just me there, you know, I might get a few good mornings. But when Charlie's there, it's like every kid says good morning to him. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here, too. Well, at least he's cute. Oh. <laughs> so you can't take it personally. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> are you through Alliance of Therapy Dogs? So we are working on going through Alliance of Therapy Dogs, but we're not there yet. So oh. Sunny got her CGC this summer, summer of 2021. And we had like kind of a stressful week, the week that we started the test. And so she did really great on the skills part, but she was just so overwhelmed by life that week that she was like, no, I'm not saying hi to strangers in Home Depot. What's wrong with you? (laughs) So even though that's not her typical behavior, it just wasn't the right timing for her. And so there's a lot of people and a lot of dogs where I live. And so we've just been working on, you know, continuing to build her confidence and continuing to build her optimism and she's getting there now now it's funny because we'll be walking by someone and she'll just like touch the back of the calf with her nose I'm like okay well we're not trying to say hi right now she's like no they needed me to check in I could tell definitely yeah but alliance is also who we're looking at going through there is a local program that is alliance of therapy dog therapy dogs and children with autism through the department of mental awesome I love that Yeah, so that's our plan. And then I actually am in school for marriage and family therapy. And so next summer, we're planning to do an animal assisted counseling program together should we get accepted. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So did anything kind of surprise you on your journey to therapy dog? Yes, there were some challenges, I guess. Canine Good Citizen. It was hard. Yeah. We were doing all of our training outside too, in the summer. And it was so hot. We were still wearing our masks though we were way spread out but the weather was just it was miserable outside but we were doing it but charlie also is absolutely obsessed with squirrels so (laughs) i was so nervous doing it outside because that's like the one thing i have not been able to break him on is when he sees a squirrel it's like i don't exist no one exists except for him and that squirrel and he has to go after it so that and he's also pretty scared of fireworks so a couple weeks around the 4th of July, 
there were a lot going on outside that kind of made me nervous, but he really did. Okay. The one area that we struggled with the most was the dog to dog on the canine good citizen. You have to, as you know, get, I think we were within two or three of another dog with no reaction. So negative or positive, they pretty much just have to be like, Hey, there's another dog and then go on about their business. Charlie loves dogs. He's super friendly. I didn't know how to fix that. So the trainer we were working with, she gave great advice to go to a dog park and don't go inside, but walk the perimeter. Okay. And every day before training, we would do that. Kind of just got in the habit of when he would look at the dogs inside the dog park, I would tap my treat pouch, which was on my hip. And so when we got the test part, I was just able to kind of tap my hip. And she can't give treats during the test, but that was really hard for him. And I guess I was just kind of surprised that it would be that hard for him. So yeah, that was surprising. And then I guess how anxious it made me. <laughs> it's a little bit of a surprise. I was so nervous. What about you? Did you run into any surprises? I don't think anything really surprised me except for just how long it took to get. So the program that we went through, they don't specifically train therapy dogs, but a lot of people that go through their training want to become therapy dogs. And so their program is focused with those elements in place. So they'll implement like wheelchairs and crutches and all kinds of stuff throughout it. But the amount of time that it took us to graduate from obedience two to obedience three with obedience three being the CGC class kind of blew my mind. I think it was largely pandemic related for a few different reasons. Reasons. One, they would close and then take a while to reopen. And then a lot of the other dogs weren't really socialized during that time. And so they were just like, dogs, let me go crazy. And so Sunny was like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> um, and then at the same time, I think she had a hard time hearing me through my mask. And so it was just more difficult for her to listen for me through my mask. That was a challenge for sure that I didn't expect. But one thing you just said reminded me of that, of how you didn't expect to be so anxious yourself. I had to learn that my emotions impacted her. And so yes. when we did best was when I just let go of my expectations and let her go at her pace. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when we would always move forward. So, yeah. Awesome. yeah. One thing I was thinking of when we actually took our ATD test, it was a mock setup because there were no medical facilities that were allowing visitors. So our local humane society set it up in their offices. So we were able to go in and out of rooms and there was a wheelchair, a walker, crutches. They weren't elderly or anything, but they were using loud voices and acting as though someone in a nursing home would. But when I walked into one room, there was, I think it was like a Cavalier King, you know, one of the cute little dogs, very small dog. He was on the floor. And I had to go approach the person. And of course, with ATD, you can't be within two feet of another dog. And I was just really taken aback because they didn't tell me that was going to be on there. And I didn't really know, am I supposed to go ahead or what? And I still don't really know what they wanted me to do. But I kind of was just like, I can't take him that close. So she was like, oh, okay, I'll pick him up. I'll pick him up. So I guess that just kind of surprised me because I didn't know that it was going to be on the test. A little bump in the road, but he did okay. Uh, way to go. Yes. Hi, Sunny. My childhood dog's name was actually Sunny. So, Aww. yeah. The agency named her Sunny and it just, it suits her. Yeah. Not on camera because she's like, get me off camera. I don't <laughs> but she does have a very sunny disposition for yeah. sure.
I saw your friend asked, and it was one of the questions I know I wanted to get to. Can any type of dog become a therapy dog, or is there a specific breed that does best? I know one of the reasons that we were excited to have this talk is that Charlie is a sheltered dog, Sunny is a rescue dog. They're not your standard therapy dog looking at them. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I actually feel like a rescue dog is the best to use for a couple of reasons. I'll kind of go over concerns first. I feel like most people, the biggest concern they have is allergies. And I think that's why so many people go with one of the doodle hybrids, which in this process, I actually learned that every dog has dander. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a true hypoallergenic dog. Of course, the doodle breeds have less dander, but I actually learned that the dander that in a school setting that their classmates bring in on their clothes and shoes is actually more of a allergen in the classroom than me just walking Charlie in. Like if they don't interact with him you know not so much of an issue but we have a couple sensitivities at school and I just called the parents and asked you know how bad is it do I not need to take him into the classroom and they've all been so nice they're like no no it's fine they can interact they just need to wash their hands afterwards so I think that's the biggest concern and obviously that's going to be a year-by-year basis for me because I may get a student one day who has really really bad airborne allergies and I'll go from there but my idea on why rescues are the best. When I think about my other dog, Penny, I've had her since she was eight weeks old. And, you know, she was my first dog as an adult. And I had this vision of what she was going to be. And she was going to love to swim and sleep with me. And just, we were going to be best pals. And she hates water. If she's on the couch and I touch her with a toe, she will growl at me and run away. She is just so, she doesn't want anything to do with it. So, you know, you can get a puppy from any breeder and just like people, they're going to have a personality. They're going to have things they like and don't like. And if you go through a rescue, if you're patient, you can tell them, this is what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for a dog with these traits and whether it's therapy work or agility classes, which Charlie would never do well in. You know, you can tell them what they're looking for, and these dogs are going to be with fosters. They're going to be able to tell you these are the quirks, and these are, you know, the great things about this dog, and these are the things that may not be so great. Charlie, for example, when I was thinking about maybe not keeping him forever, he loved to dig through the trash. So... That was an easy fix. You know, I just needed to get one that had a lid that locks. But those were things that I would have disclosed with potential adopters. So I think rescues are really the best way to go because you know what you're getting. Because no foster parent in their right mind is ever going to mislead you. Because the last thing they want is a failed adoption with a dog. They want the best. They want their fosters to live a happy life. And we've fostered 21, 22 dogs. And He's the only one I've kept. He's my only foster fail, but I just can't imagine keeping anything from a potential adopter because I want them to know the good and bad about that dog. So I really just think rescue is the way to go with therapy because you can almost like select the perfect dog that you're looking for. You just have to be patient. It's not too different from temperament testing puppies, right? Except for you already know what they're going to be like, not just what yes. they're like but you don't need to get a dog as a puppy in order for them to be trained or to work through things or to become the dog that you're looking for like you said it just takes more patience like I know people who have wanted a healer for example but they really wanted to rescue and so it took them a long time to find a healer that needed a home but they were able to do so in time yes exactly 
Yeah. And that's a really good point too, that fosters are going to try to find that dog the best home. So they're going to be super honest with you about what they're good at and what they're not good at. Definitely. And you know that because you've been a foster. A few times. Have you fostered since adopting Charlie? Yeah. So he was one of my first, he was my third. And then shortly after him, I took a little puppy and then I had a bonded pair named Bam Bam and Pebbles. They were so cute. And then I actually took in my last one. I did two litters of puppies too. And that was both exhausting and so much fun at the same time. Charlie loved them. But my last foster, he actually came from a hoarding situation. It was a puppy mill. It was disgusting. I mean, he was covered in feces when he came to me. He was completely feral. And it took him nine months to get adopted. And I became very, very attached to him. But I don't need three dogs. And I just knew, you know, there's somebody out there who is looking for him. And sure enough, right around Thanksgiving, a really sweet couple in Cincinnati. His name was Trooper. So I drove him to... Cincinnati two Thanksgivings ago and I haven't had any since then because that one really just kind of broke my heart but it's an experience I think everybody should try it's very rewarding I'm Facebook friends with almost all of the adopters so I get to watch their lives unfold one got adopted by this family in Massachusetts they're amazing they do these amazing family vacations and I'm like can you adopt me next time So it's just fun to watch, you know, the great things that they get to do when they get adopted. Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure they're so appreciative for the part that you've played in their stories, too. Definitely. Yeah. Well, is there any advice you have for people who may be interested in having a therapy dog, whether it's training the dog they have or looking for a new dog to become a therapy dog? I would say go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot. Keep practicing. Be patient with your dog, with the process. But yeah, if anybody has questions or wants to message me about, you know, looking for rescues, anything like that, I'm happy to answer questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erica. It was really great getting to know you and I look forward to continuing to connect with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Bye. Bye, Charlie. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.